This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, it's Nihon Gogo, Japanese radio brought to you by the University of Canterbury Japanese Society. This is Nihon Go Go on Plains FM 96.9, made by the Japanese Society of the University of Canterbury. We're bringing you the real Japan every Saturday at 7pm so you can stay in the loop. Tune in to hear both Ego, English, and Nihongo, Japanese, plus news from around Canterbury and Japan, and some absolute bobs in Japanese. What better way to spend your Saturday night? We have a lot to get through today. You don't want to miss this. I'm Mona Aosei. And I'm Jake Lokar. It's time for Konsu no Nihongo no Kotoba This week, we'll teach you the word Sumimasen. Sumimasen means either excuse me or sorry. This word is very useful because you can use it in all kinds of situations. Whether you're asking for directions or whether you're apologizing to somebody, you can use it anytime and it's very useful to learn. We've prepared an example, so please take a listen. Sumimasen. Coming up, we have the JSOC Roundup. And Victoria interviews Maureen Heffernan, continuing our discussion on exchanges. いきなりさいつ会えてるのってライン君とはもう三年くらい会ってないのにどうしたのあの頃僕たちはさ何でもできる気がしてた二人で海に行っては でも見てよ今の僕をクズになった僕を人を傷つけてまた泣かせても何も感じ取れなくてさ
別に君を求めてないけど横にいられると思い出す君のドルチェアンドガバナのその香水のせいだよ今更君に会ってさ僕は何を言ったらいい可愛くなったね口先でしか言えないよどうしたのいきなりさタバコなんか加え出して悲しくないよ悲しくないよ君が変わっただけだからでも見てよ今の僕を空っぽの僕を人に嘘ついて軽蔑されて涙一つも出なくてさ別に君を求めてないけど横にいられると思い出す君のドルチェアンドガバナのその香水のせいだよ別に君をまた好きになることなんてありえないけど君のドルチェアンドガバナの香水が思い出させる A message from the civil defense. 連絡、近所の人。緊急時にあなたは一りぼっちではありません。近所の人や地域社会のグループが一緒です。近所の人は大きな助けになります。知り合いになり、計画を立てておきましょう。お互いに助け合う方法を近所の人と話し合っておきます。進行上のグループや同僚、スポーツクラブ、近隣の支援グループなどとお互いに助け合う方法を話し合うこともできます。なぜ緊急時に備えることが重要なのでしょうかニュージーランドでは前触れもなくいつでも緊急事態が発生する可能性があります。自分自身と家族の安全を守るために緊急時には何をするべきかを調べて
緊急事態が発生する前に家族と一緒に練習しておきましょう。自分が巻き込まれそうな危険についてはウェブサイト getready.govt.nz getready.govt.nz をご覧ください。It's a very exciting time for us here in JSOC. It's been a while since we have been able to host our weekly events, over three months now. But as UC is getting ready to open the campus for term three, we are getting ready for all our exciting events for you, the members of JSOC, to come along and enjoy. Every week during the university term, we will be having an event on a Wednesday night. Term three runs from Monday, 13th of July, till Friday, 21st of August. Usually, these events will be held in the living room. Next to the University Bookstore on University Drive, and will also start at 5 30 p.m. We are planning on going to different places around Christchurch this semester as well. We don't want to be stuck in the same room for six weeks straight, right? Full information about each event will be posted on our Facebook page, UCJSOC, and our website as well, www.jsocuc.com. Right! What do you have planned for the first two weeks, you may be asking? On the first Wednesday, the 15th of July, we will be having a speed meeting. Think speed dating, but more platonic. If it's your first chance to come to a JSOC event or you haven't had the chance to talk to other people who come along, this is your time. Come make some new friends. Come tell people about what hobby you took up over lockdown. This will be in the living room and will run from 5 30 till 7 30 p.m. The second Wednesday, the 22nd of July, we will be having a games night. If you enjoy a little bit of friendly rivalry, or maybe are a bit too competitive at times, this is the night for you. Bring along your board games, card games, or even your Nintendo Switch. Honestly, anything you want. Let's all play together and not let the many board games you buy sit in a dark corner of your room unplayed. This will be in the living room and will run from 5 30 till 7 30 p.m. That's it for this edition of the JSOC Roundup. Remember, If you want to keep in touch, give us a like on our Facebook page or sign up for the club at jsocuc.com slash sign up.
止まらない傾向と明日によぎってる天皇上に開幕戦打ち上げていなくなんないよねここには誰もいないここには誰もいない深夜東京の屋上は夢を見てた With our discussion last time, today we're discussing exchanges and different opportunities to take you to Japan. Now is about the time usually that you should be thinking about applying, but with the current situation, it's put things a little more up in the air than usual. Nevertheless, today we're joined by Maureen Heffernan from the Consulate of Japan in Christchurch to talk all about your options once they become available again. Konnichiwa, Maureen. Konnichiwa, Victoria. <laughs> How are you today? Good, thank you. Yes,、awesome. thank you very much for inviting me along. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we really appreciate having you here today. It's a pleasure. So,、yeah. do you think you could tell us a little about the work you do at the consulate? Yes, thank you. I do jobs related to our cultural events such as film festivals, film evenings, maybe exhibitions, talks, that type of thing. And also, we have the JET program, we have mixed scholarships, and we have Japan Foundation programs. So, I do work with those too. Yep. Such as recruiting, advertising, and then maybe interviewing, organising, etc., along the way.、Mm. And、yes. the consulate generally tries to strengthen that relationship between Japan and New Zealand as well. Absolutely, yes, Victoria, yes. And、um, on the consular side of it, of course, they're looking after Japanese nationals、mm-hmm. and things like passports, certificates, that sort of thing. And when it's possible for people to go to Japan, visas for non Japanese nationals to go. So,、mm. yes, quite a lot of different jobs. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah very busy place then. Mm. Mm. It of course includes all the admin behind, as you said, the JET and the MEX program, which、yes. are some of the exchanges that you can go on to to go to、yeah. Japan. Yes. So, can you tell us what kind of programs are available and a little bit about those programs? Right, thank you. Well, I'll start off with JET, which you're very familiar with, probably、yep. having been through the, the process. The JET program is the Japan Exchange and Teaching Program, and there are two main roles in it、um, there is the CIR, which stands for Coordinator for International Relations, and those people would be going working in local government offices. They do have to have a high degree of Japanese language, so usually we would say level two of the Japanese le- proficiency test or equivalent type of、mm. thing, such as, say, a degree from. Are here in Japanese. Yeah, that's just to make sure that they can function well in the office environments. Exactly,、right? because、mm. a lot of their job may involve interpreting, translating work, etc. The other main role、uh, of which there are more people、uh, is the assistant language teacher or the ALT. And those people will be working in 
primary schools, junior high schools, senior high schools as assistant language teachers. So um, they don't have to have the Japanese language at all, but many of the candidates have studied Japanese and it's probably one of the main reasons they want to go to Japan is to mm. actually improve their spoken Japanese, yes. get to know people. Yep, that's definitely true for me. But um, yes. of course, having some Japanese is always a bonus. Oh, absolutely, yes. I think if you go to Japan to live for any length of time, you do have to have a certain proficiency for your everyday life. And also, it makes your stay so much more interesting and so much more fascinating when you actually know even a little bit of the language and you can mm. see, read, talk to people. You learn a lot more by just being a kind of tourist-type observer without really understanding what's happening. Mm. So um, we do encourage people to learn Japanese um, to do this. And as you rightly mentioned, there's a lot of things that are up in the air at the moment. So... Usually for JET, we would be looking at recruiting advertising around about September, October. But at this stage, we're not exactly sure about the 2021 programme. So we will probably advertise it, but just what will happen, not sure. Yeah, so just <laughs> stay tuned yes, for that information. Exactly, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it were going as planned, people would be perhaps been applying at the moment um, up until early December. Then we have interviews at the end of January and then tell people early April and then usually they would go, say, early August. So with one thing and another, it's slightly delayed this year. Yes, (laughs) Yes. and of course um, Japan is still planning to hold their Olympics next year as well, which may delay it a little further as well. It could do, yes. But with JET, you can basically go anywhere in Japan. And there are New Zealand ALTs and CIs in every part of Japan. So um, some people in quite remote rural areas, which um, Kiwis seem to be really very adaptable and they love <laughs> being in the, what we call the wop-wops, it's no yep. problem. Um, some people are in bigger cities, but wherever they are, they seem to get on well with the local people, get involved in the communities and you know, improve or learn that Japanese well so and make friends and mm. international relationships. So it's an, an excellent programme. So that's the JET, Japan Exchange and Teaching Programme. Um, now the other one you were talking is the mixed scholarships and mixed is short for Ministry of Education, Culture, Sports, Science and Technology. So it's Japanese government, ministry. Um, they offer scholarships every year to international students. There are two categories. There's the undergraduate one and there's the research one. So the undergraduate uh, one is looking for people who are Oh, Just having a little read of the official documents Just or is to it see thing? The quali- Well, first of all, for this one and for JET, you must be a national of New Zealand. Mm. Now, for the undergraduate scholarship, you must be born on or after the 2nd of April 1996. So it's definitely looking for the younger age group. 
you must have 12 years of schooling. So you're basically going over to Japan to do an undergraduate scholarship, yes. which will take five years. So and if you have university entrance in New Zealand, you're pretty yes, much good. Yes. Mm. Um, so you could be up to 21-ish, two-ish, I suppose, for the scholarship, which is quite good. So you could even be a second, a first-year university student. And you go, first year you're there, you would concentrate on the Japanese language and then try an entrance exam to a university. Um, you can study science or humanities courses. So it's quite, um, you could say, a high-powered one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go and do a degree, in, usually in Japanese, mm -hmm. in Japan. Now, the research student one is aimed at people who have already got a degree or maybe a master's degree or higher just about and you go to do perhaps to go and do a master's course or doctoral course in Japan so for that one you need to have been born on or after the 2nd of April 1986 and again you must be a national of New Zealand to do this so the fields of study are fairly wide so say you've majored in history or whatever you may wish to go and research some topic in that area. Um, over the years we've had people with science, arts, Japanese language, law, all sorts of majors that they want to explore more of in Japan. So that's that one. Now these ones there's a closing date of the 14th of August next month that is mm. and on the 28th of August we will interview and examine people for these scholarships um, so if anyone wants to know more about it they can contact the consular office yeah and if and you want to apply better get your skates on yes <laughs> I think so mm. <laughs> yes no for sure so just mentioning with JET there isn't really an age limit for the JET program is there not specifically, but um, it does seem that maybe 40, around 40, 41 is about the top age. Um, and that Japan is looking for younger people to go and work in schools. I mean, I think possibly qualified teachers who are older than that are able to get to work, you know, as private ALTs. But the JET programme is looking to give opportunities to younger mm. people from all over the world, not just New Zealand. So, mm. yeah. yeah, awesome, awesome. So um, what type of people do you think should uh, consider applying for each of these opportunities? Well, first of all, I'd say you must have an interest in Japan and mm -hmm. things Japanese oh, culture. Sure. Not necessarily know the language, but at least be willing to start to learn it if you don't know any at all. And be um, perhaps outgoing, curious type of person who is willing to go and live in a completely different society and culture and adapt to that. And um, that's not always easy, but no. people people do it and are very successful. And it's um, the idea really, and if we have New Zealanders who live and work, study overseas, and they come back here, they have a different perspective on life. They've made um, very good friends with Japanese people, and it's it's all good for peace and understanding, which yeah. might sound a bit 
sloppy, but you know, it's true. It's though. true. People yeah. get to know um, ordinary people like themselves yeah. in a different culture. You get that second like layer of understanding. Mm, it just opens exa- your eyes a bit. Exactly. Mm. And of course, Japan has a very, very long history—thousands of years history, yes. culture—and um, that is also really interesting for New Zealand, which has a somewhat younger history since people first came to these islands. So Japan um, is very fascinating from that point of view too. Mm. No, I totally agree. Yeah. And the culture, the art, the music, there's lots of aspects that New Zealanders love, like maybe Ikebana, um, koto music. (laughs) Yeah. All sorts of, yeah. Exactly. Anime, of course, is hugely oh, yep. popular. Cosplay, all that sort of thing. I notice with a lot of younger people, they may yes, not definitely. know so much about Japan, but they can be very, very specific about, you know, knowing anime or manga or something really intimately. Yes, exactly. Mm. No, that's definitely true. The younger generation is definitely more yes. into anime. Yes, <laughs> yes. But it's always good because it's just like. You just need that first little bit to introduce you to Japan to open you up to a Mm. wider curiosity, I guess. Absolutely, Mm. I think so, Victoria. Yes. Yes. So um, why do you think people should consider applying? Of course, you've mentioned all of the different benefits you can get um, from living in Japan for a little bit. But do you have any other reasons why? What do they get from us being over there and teaching and working in the offices and just... Well, Living with each other. it's probably like the reverse of here that um, Japan gets an in, in-depth, maybe knowledge, opportunity to meet New Zealanders and learn about our society. Of course, English is compulsory in school, so being able to have a native speaker, teacher, is really important. Yeah, they're worth their weight in gold, eh? They learn living English and they learn about culture. And of course, um, you know, as you know, the World Cup rugby was held in Japan last year. Mm. And I think the All Blacks and New Zealanders are really highly valued as sports people and rugby's become very popular. So um, that sort of sporting cultural exchange too is always good. Yes. Um, And other, just other aspects of... New Zealand Maori culture is really valued in Japan. I think they're curious and interested in learning about, you know, New Zealand as a as a society. Mm. So um, yes, I think there may be for every person who applies, they've got their own particular reason. Some people may be just a bit curious and they want to go and live somewhere that doesn't have English as the main language, so they want to pick up and learn another language. Mm. Mm. Awesome. So what do you, what's involved in applying? You mentioned an interview, but of course yes. there's a couple of other things as well. Yes. Well, with the JET programme, um, of course there is a, an application form and you need to apply to directly to the embassy in Wellington, but you may be interviewed here in Christchurch or Auckland and Wellington. And then at the interview time um, is mainly being asked questions around your interview. There is also a Japanese language section for, especially for the CIR role, there may be reading 
conversation in Japanese. Even for the ALT, if anyone has any Japanese, we like to test out their Japanese. The mixed scholarships, um, both the undergraduates and the research students are interviewed, and they also have to do examinations in English and Japanese language. And the undergrads will also have to do maths. And if they have science majors, they do have to do a couple of science papers. So it's quite an extensive interview and examination process. Yes, but the deadlines are quite spaced out, which I found mm. quite manageable. Yes, so yes. You, yes. It sounds like a lot of work, but it's definitely mm. manageable, for yes. sure. Oh, definitely. And um, with both of these, I mean, our office is always very willing to help people to check over things. Of course, we check everything before we accept for the scholarship one. But even for this one, though you have to send it up to Wellington, um, we always are happy to let someone come in and just make sure they've got everything they're supposed to have. And, you know, sometimes another fresh pair of eyes reading over can see a gap here or there or something. Yeah, it's yeah. always helpful. Without, you know, writing it out, <laughs> yeah. writing your essay for you, but you know what I mean, it's just good to have... To make sure to you make haven't sure missed anything. That's right, because it's very much part of the process is getting it correct. Mm. Yes, mm. and mm. I did also find the interviews may be a little off-putting to some people, but um, speaking from my own experience in Christchurch, everyone in the interview panel are always really lovely and nice and polite, <laughs> so there's no need to worry about that either. No. Well, I think that the purpose of the interview is really to meet the person on the paper because mm. reading through a paper application, you may get a particular impression or maybe there's not a lot that you think, oh, you're not quite sure about this person. But then when they walk in the door, you get a chance to meet them. You can get a completely different impression. And often mm. sometimes someone who didn't give a lot in the essay maybe of that, you meet them and you talk to them and they're actually, you can actually see them as an ALT or um, mm. in particular, you know. So I think the interview shouldn't be seen as some sort of scary test. There's no trick questions. No. There's none of that kind of psychological Mind game, game playing. No, mm, thank you. No, no, we don't do that. We just want to meet the person and ask them more about who they are and why they want to go, really. Yeah, mm. so definitely an important step. Exactly important, yes. Yep. So while we're waiting for all of these opportunities to kind of become available again as the situation gets better, what can people do to get involved with Japan and Japanese culture while they're still in New Zealand? Um, well, I think there's probably quite a lot on the internet that people can look at different websites or language learning um, or just informal language learning with Japanese friends. Um, the consular office is having some films coming up over the next few months, so we'll put that on our Facebook, but about maybe about once a month we've got a a Japanese film showing at the Philip Carter Family Auditorium at the Art Gallery and the best part about it's free so you mm. just walk in. The film's in Japanese with English subtitles so it's really um, helpful for someone who's a learner or knows a bit of Japanese and of course through the film you see a lot of culture as well so those are good ways. Um, I think taking an interest in the news in Japan, again, maybe through the internet or whatever, um, and just trying to build up a picture of what Japan's like, I yeah. think. 
Definitely. Especially if you haven't ever been. Yes. And a number of people have not been to Japan, so they haven't got any experience about it. But if you have been even, um, you know, you've probably got a few contacts. Because you've been before, haven't you? Yes, I have. Mm. I definitely have lots of friends over there now. That's great, yes. Yeah, so So keeping in touch with people. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. well, thank you very much for joining us today. Arigato gozaimashita. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure we'll be happy to have you again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll be happy to have you again. Yes. I'd love to tell you about the films and other things that are coming up. Exactly. So keep an eye out for that, guys.
I feel like today we've covered quite a lot of interesting topics, eh? Yeah. Especially in terms of the JET program. Like, have you ever met Maureen? Yeah, I got to see her for like five seconds, if that counts as meeting her. But yeah, mm. all this talk kind of makes me want to go to Japan now. It's really good. Like, I often hear about how nice she is yeah. and how she really helps you out if you're wanting to get into the JET program. So as somebody who's potentially looking for joining the JET program, like after graduation, like I really look forward to like meeting her and um, go through the process of applica- of applying for the um, JET program. I'm sure you're ace it, Jake. <laughs> you will. Thank you. I will I'm see just, you in Japan. I hope we do. Uh... Yeah. Also, in terms of our Japanese word for today, I really think that uh, learning sumimasen is really useful there. Yeah, you can use it in any situation. If in doubt, use sumimasen, you'll probably get through the situation. Exactly. And sometimes even, like, if you don't really understand what the person is, like, saying, you can just say, sumimasen, and then just, like, put yeah. point up one finger. That just means, like, you know, can you say that one more time? One time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can really use it in any kind of situation. I remember back when I was, um, when I was going through my first few weeks on exchange in Japan, like, everything was so overwhelming. Like, I would ask um, a train staff as to, like, oh, which which, tra- which train should I ride? Like, which which one should I get mm-hmm. on to get to yeah. this station? And because they use, like, full-on tenego, or, like, the really, really, like, yes, yes, proper like Japanese. Yes, yes, Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's just hard for me to really, like, properly mm-hmm. understand. So then I would, my mind would go blank. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I could remember, which is, like, really useful is, sumimasen. I would just say, yeah. Whenever I talk yeah. to anyone new, or like I have to cut in, or at least make a, some kind of conversation, I'm like, Sumimasen! Yep, yep. Like, you know, even at work when I get Japanese customs, I'm like, yeah. Sumimasen! Exactly. Uh, order, give me order, please, hi. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing that I found really um, interesting is that there's like two ways of saying it. There's the Sumimasen and there's the Sumimasen. Yeah. So for quite a while, I was kind of like, Confused as to which one is like the proper, proper yeah. word. Like which one is it's like used more often and stuff. It's a it's a it's a very fine line. Most people use both. Yeah. It's also kind of just depends on how you say it, I guess. It's just yeah, that's yeah. true. Like for me, it's it's it all depends on the speed. So if I say, say it pretty slowly, like I can probably probably like um, fully say the me part. So it's sumimasen. But then if I say it, like, really quickly, it's like, Sumimasen. Yeah. If I'm, like, talking to, like, someone older than me, like, trying to be polite, I'll probably be, like, Sumimasen. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, friends or something like that, Sumimasen. Yeah. Or, like, in a rush, Sumimasen. Oh, I've heard, I've heard, like, um, one of my friends said something else as well. He said, Ah, Sumimasen. Ah, uh. Yeah, yeah, people use that a lot. I, I sometimes use that, and everyone calls me a guy for using it. Really? Oh, so it's, it's something that guys normally it's say? It's more of a guy's language of sorts. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of guys are like, oh, smang. Oh, and, oh, oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was really interesting. Like, I was like, wait, is there like a tenego, or like, or a, there's a tenego, and there's like yeah. a tameguchi. Tameguchi. Tamego. Yeah, tamego version of it, and that was, that was really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, if you're a girl, don't use Saman. You'll probably get a weird look most of the time. Yep. Like I do. Wait, so which means if you're a guy and you say Saman, like people are going to say, oh, this guy. No, Oof. not 
particularly. Oh, what? Really? So it's not like not even like a cool factor kind of thing. No, I think it's more of a dialect. I'm pretty sure. Really? I, I'm pretty sure the Kansai region uses it more than. Really. I I I just have that image. So, so which means don't if, quote me on that. But. Wait, so which means if I like um. If I'm like at a uh, gathering or something, mm-hmm. like in, in JSOC, mm-hmm. and then let's say I bump into somebody accidentally, mm-hmm. I say, Asama. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. person, like, will that person be like, it, so? No. It's, it's very normal. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just don't, you know, say it to someone older than you. Don't say it to, like, you know. Yep. Marine and be like smug. Yeah, <laughs> like, yep, should, okay. should probably not like you for that. That is that is that is not a good idea. I, definitely, I'll remember that. <laughs> you know, but to be to be fair, like I'll just have to make sure that I don't bump like In- literally into her. No, <laughs> so it looks like time's running out. So that'll probably be it for today. Thank you for joining us for today, and we'll hope to see you again next time. Sayonara. Sayonara.